Hey friend, I wanted to remind you that I have a brand new course available to you that's going to help you grow and scale your business tenfold. And importantly, if you're a new entrepreneur, these are tactics and strategies that are current and definitely going to help you make sure that you're thinking holistically about your business and how to market it, how to put things on autopilot so you're working less and enjoying life more, but also how to put passive income strategies to test. It's also going to teach you how to create your own digital products. It's going to teach you how to brand yourself, not just on social media, but in other platforms. If you want to start a podcast, it's there. If you want to start a YouTube channel, it's there. All of this amazing content is yours if you take initiative now. Now, don't stand on the sidelines like many people have because the quicker you get started, the faster you're going to see success. As long as you put in the work, as long as you stay consistent, as long as you learn from things that are not working and make those adjustments, you will see success. It's the quitters who don't. So I wanted to share with you that I have this brand new course that I'd love for you to get your hands on. It's at mydigitalcourse.com. Again, mydigitalcourse.com. Go check it out. Ask me any questions. You can hit me up on Instagram at The Audience Method. I'm happy to talk you through it. But this is for you, whether you have an existing business and you're looking for additional marketing strategies and tactics. Maybe you want to create your own digital course. This is going to walk you through how to do that and give you more passive income to add revenue to your business. And this is especially good for new entrepreneurs, even network marketers who want to get into digital products or learn the right marketing strategies to get people to pay attention to you so you don't have to chase them, but they come to you. Again, it's at mydigitalcourse.com. Go check it out. Welcome back to episode number five. I am your host, Tiffany. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, then you missed the bonus episode that I dropped last week. Just a reminder that I will be throwing in bonuses and only those subscribed will have access to those. So before you jump into today's amazing episode, stop and go hit subscribe now. Now, before we begin, I do want to mention something that has been on my mind for the past few weeks, and it's about investing in yourself. Yes, investing in you, because I am certain that you have some big dreams and goals right now that you want to pursue, but something is stopping you. It could be a lack of self-confidence. It could be a lack of know-how. Or it could even be just a lack of time and resources. And I totally get it. But I want you to ask yourself, how can you expect to have your dream business or your dream life without the willingness to show up in the face of fear? Without the willingness to learn from those who've gone before you? And without the willingness to make the time and resources to make it happen. 
Even as a seasoned leader and digital strategist, I have invested my own time and money into learning from some of the best coaches in the industry because much changes rapidly in the industry and I want to be at the forefront and learning from the best. I also want to continue to learn new tactics and strategies to grow my business. And I know that the more I can teach and learn and master this business, the faster it will grow and the larger an impact I will have on others. And that's my goal, to help you become successful, to help you design the life that you deserve, to help free you from the nine to five and have more time with your kids and your loved ones. But I can't do that well unless I continue to invest in learning and leading and teaching others. And I want you to do the same. Yes, it takes time. Yes, it takes some money. But there is a lot to gain from developing your skills and growing your knowledge over time. I know for a fact that I would not be hosting this podcast today or have had the success that I have had had I stopped learning, had I stopped challenging myself, had I made excuses as to why I just don't have the time to invest in my personal and professional development because we all have excuses and reasons. But the difference between those that do and those that don't is action. So today, I want you to start thinking through what it is exactly you want to do. What do you know but want to know more about? What can you offer others to serve them But maybe you need a roadmap of how to do just that. What skills or knowledge do you need and want in order to grow your business? I want you to think about this. Sit on it. Because where there's a will, there's a way, my friend. Good? Now on to today's topic. Have you ever struggled with making a sale? Now be honest here. We're friends. Have you been challenged by getting someone to say yes to your product or opportunity? Well, I can tell you that I have, especially when I first started my marketing business. And it's not until I mastered the lessons that I'll be sharing with you today that things began to take a noticeable turn. Now, none of this is rocket science, and I'm pretty sure you've probably even heard the term before, and you know it's an important piece to your marketing strategy especially the messaging you use online. However, the issue isn't knowing about it. It's knowing how to do it. Storytelling is an art, and it is one of the most powerful forms of communication we can use to motivate and empower others. When you understand the psychology of how we receive and analyze information in our brains, you will grasp the true power of this tool. And if you use the approach of storytelling that we discussed today in your marketing and your content, results will likely follow. If you haven't yet heard of Building the Story Brand by Donald Miller, I highly recommend his book. He also has a website you can check out and it's fantastic. It has tools on there to help you in your own business and even in your branding. The information that I'm sharing today is based on what he teaches. In fact, I incorporate many of his core principles in my own marketing strategies. So after this episode, 
I suggest you go do a search on him and check him out. In episodes number two and three, how to sell on social media and attraction marketing, we discussed the significance of forming an emotional connection with your ideal customer avatar, your ICA why that's critical and useful to making a sale or getting them to say yes to your business opportunity. So if you haven't yet checked those two episodes out, episodes two and three, I highly recommend you do that because they are a great supplement to today's topic. What you need to understand today is there is a way to emotionally connect with your audience. There is a powerful medium that helps your ideal customer understand you and how you are going to help them. And there is a tool to get your clients over any obstacles and hesitations they may have so that they are ready to say yes to your offer. What I am referring to, my friend, is storytelling. And today, we are going to learn how to do this effectively in your copy and your content so that you can sell your offer with more success. Are you ready? Okay. Let's dive in. We are going to start with a brief history and science lesson. Stay with me here because this all ties into how to create a compelling story that converts. In 1748, the British politician and aristocrat John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, used a lot of his free time for playing cards. One of the problems he had was that he greatly enjoyed eating a snack while still keeping one hand free for the cards. So he came up with the idea to eat beef between slices of toast, which would allow him to eat and play cards at the same time. Eating his newly invented sandwich, the name for two slices of bread with meat in between, became one of the most popular meal inventions in the Western world. Now, I love this little story. It captures my attention right away. And I don't know about you, but I can actually picture Sir Montague sitting and playing cards, holding his new sandwich. And I can almost even smell and feel the energy in that room. My guess is that you are now very likely never going to forget the story of who invented the sandwich and how it came to be or at least much less likely to do so than had it been presented in bullet points or another purely information-based format. So, as you can see, storytelling is pretty powerful, and we all enjoy a good story, right? Whether it's a novel, whether it's a movie, or simply something one of our friends is describing around something that they've experienced. But the question is why? Why do we feel so much more engaged when we hear a narrative of events? Well, it's quite simple. When we listen to, let's say, a presentation with boring bullet points, certain parts in the brain get activated. This is our language processing area of the brain. Here is where we decode words into meaning. And that's it. Nothing else happens there. However, when we are being told a story, things change. Not only are the language processing parts in our brain activated, but any other area in our brain that we would use when we are experiencing the events in the story ourselves, those are activated too. For example, if someone tells us about a delicious meal they've had, our sensory cortex lights up. Depending on how descriptive they are in the recollection, 
We may even feel hungry or craving this exact food. If they describe how they've just ran a marathon, our motor cortex in our brain gets active. A story can put your entire brain to work. It's pretty cool, and yet it gets even better. So listen up. When we tell stories to other people, like events that have helped shape our thinking and our way of life, we can have the same effect on them too. The brains of the person telling a story and the brain of those listening to it can synchronize. So by simply telling a story, you can plant ideas, thoughts, and emotions into a listener's brain. Basically, anything you've experienced, you can get others to experience the same through the art of storytelling. So when you think about this, how telling a story can cause a physical reaction in our brain, can you imagine how powerful this is in terms of your marketing, your messaging, and selling your products and opportunity? It's incredibly powerful. And it can be used in many different ways to connect with your ideal customer or recruit. But the question remains, how do we do that? How do we tell a great story that captivates and ignites a reaction, that pushes someone to act, that pulls them in on an emotional level? Well, we're going to talk about that now. But first, I want to let you know that Because I am providing a lot of information today and it's going to jumpstart your content and make a difference in how you show up on all of your platforms that I want to be sure you retain it and can use it out of the gate. So at the end of the episode, I'm sharing with you a link to grab the storytelling framework that will walk you through the process I'm sharing today. It serves as a guide to create your own stories for your sales messages, email marketing, social media posts, any of the lives you do, you name it. So you need to finish this episode to understand how to storytell and the examples I am sharing, and then go grab your framework at the end at the link I will share. All right, so let's talk about how to create a compelling story because Stories are used a lot in marketing, like in videos, in ads, and in sales pages to create connection and an emotional response. They impact and hit somebody in the heart. And so they are extremely effective when it comes to getting attention and developing a relationship and trust with your audience and leading someone to opt in to an offer or purchase. Telling an effective story is important in your business in order to develop content that is relatable and that can connect with your ideal customer on a human and emotional level. Not to mention, we now live in a much more complicated world because of the noise, because of the distractions with technology and social media, and even our own chaotic lives. It is harder than ever to engage somebody and grab their full attention these days. Stories, they help break through this barrier. I once heard a stat that says our brains daydream 30% of the time at a minimum unless we are sitting in a movie theater. Yes, we do a ton of daydreaming and our brains are on autopilot a lot of the time. I personally notice this when I'm driving. I'll suddenly realize that the road is in front of me while I was immersed in a thought, yet my brain was able to keep the car on track. 
Another example are the times when someone is talking to me and I'm not too interested in what they have to say. So I get some ADD that kicks in. I do feel badly about these times, but it's proof that we need to work hard to grab and keep someone's attention. The reality is we only have seconds to really entertain somebody. Think about this in terms of your online content, your website, social media post, business fan page. If the brain's default mode is autopilot, you have to do a really good job at pulling people in right away. And if you throw too much at them, your brain shuts off. And this is why they say a confused customer doesn't buy. So you have to not just capture attention, but also be very clear in the message. And there's something you also need to understand, and it's that all human motivation is based on the opening and closing of a story loop. Think about it. When you're thirsty, you drink. When you're hungry, you eat. When you're tired, you sleep. Whenever there is a problem, as humans, we are driven to solve it. We need that closure. Think about this in terms of any relationships you've had. I personally can remember a time years ago, well before college, when a boyfriend had broken up with me, yet he never told me he was breaking up with me. He just stopped calling. Well, this drove me crazy. I needed to understand what happened and why. Not having closure was worse than had he just told me that he wanted to break up. So it's the same concept. We're driven to the opening and closing of a story. And you see this a lot in movies. Movie producers in particular, they know this motivation. And it's why we don't get distracted during a movie. Think about it. Do you find your mind wandering when you're in a movie that you love? Not likely. They have the whole thing down. Within minutes, a movie script establishes the main character, identifies what they want, and then shows a problem they have to get out of or solve. Some examples are Bridget Jones. Will she find the love of her life? Luke Skywalker. Can he defeat the dark side? George Bailey. Will he appreciate what's most important before it's too late? Movies, from the very beginning, hook people in because they leave people eagerly awaiting that closure. And you, my friend, need the same framework. You need to use stories to bring people in and get to know you, to remove the barriers of distraction and focus in on what you have to say, to get them to know you, like you, and trust you, to get them staying until the end for the close. Telling someone about your product features and its benefits is not going to rein them in, but a good story that they can relate to, that pulls at their heartstrings and they can see and feel themselves in it, now that's the way to garner and keep attention. So my suggestion to you is to use this framework in your website copy, email marketing, and sales pages, even in your videos, wherever you have content where you want to persuade someone to act. Create a story loop that captures attention, identifies a problem, establishes a hero, and closes the loop. We call this the hook, story, and close framework. And when done well, it is powerful, effective, and a proven method to close a sale and offer. If you study some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, such as Tony Robbins or even Dean Graziosi, you will see how they do this very effectively. Now, I do want to point out something that many people get wrong in their content and their stories, and that I see a lot in direct sales in particular. 
And it's the concept of the hero in the story. And so I want you to listen to this closely. Every well-crafted story has a hero, right? You probably know that. You've seen movies and read books. But are you able to identify exactly who the hero is in the story? Many people mistakenly think that the main character who overcomes obstacles and saves the day is the hero. And yes, usually by the end of the story, they are. But throughout the story, while they are going through their struggles and pain, and in the midst of their transformation, they are actually not the hero yet because they haven't yet learned and grown and overcome the obstacles at hand. The hero in the story is the guide. The hero is the person who has already overcome the demons and won. The hero is the person who is helping the main character of the story see their true potential and ability to win. With this in mind, when it comes to you and your role in serving your customers, I want you to understand that you are the guide in your customer's journey. You are there to teach and help them achieve a transformation through the lessons you've learned because likely you've already been through it all and conquered those same demons. You at one time were the hero in your own story. You did the work to win and now you are entering your customer's story as the guide so that they can become the hero in theirs. Now, this is the most important concept for you to understand when you craft your content and do storytelling. Your customer should be the hero in every story you tell. This is critical when it comes to marketing and copywriting and the ability to form connection with your target audience and your ability to make a sale. So listen closely. When you make your customer avatar the hero in the story, you are helping and showing them how to do whatever it is you are offering. You are showing them why they must have your product, what the consequences are if they don't buy it, what the possibilities are if they do. Your job is to make your customer realize all of these things so that they take action to save their own day. You empower them by giving them the tools and information needed to be their own hero, and that leaves them feeling great. Think about this in terms of Yoda and Luke Skywalker. While Luke eventually becomes the hero, Yoda is guiding him to victory all along his journey. Yoda already overcame and beat the dark side and teaches Luke how to do the same. Yoda is already the hero because he had his own story in the past and won. But in Luke's journey, Yoda serves as the guide to help Luke make the decisions and have the self-confidence to stand up and become a hero himself. So when it comes to your copy and your content and the stories that you tell, remember to make the same distinction. The hero should be your customer avatar, not you. This is important and might be difficult at first to implement, but if you can master this, you, my friend, will rock your marketing. So let's talk about this in terms of network marketing. Most of what we see on social media in our industry is the network marketer posing themselves as the hero. They talk about their personal transformation, how much weight they've lost, what car they've earned. They talk about how they've been able to figure all the things out and their lives are so much better. Do you see a trend here? While they may have some inspiring stories to tell, none of that includes the customer. Instead, What you want to do is change the story to be less about you and more about your audience. Invite your ideal customer into your stories and make them the hero. How do you do that? 
As we said before, your purpose and your role is to be the guide. Your job is to help your customer avatar see what's possible for them. So in your content, take them through the transformation that they can have. Help them see the life that is within their reach. Show them that they have the ability to make better choices or have a great impact on others. Tell their story, not yours. I realize that this may be challenging to grasp, so let's talk about some real examples using some large brands. The automotive company Chevy has ads that talk about winning the JD Power & Associates Award. This is a claim of notoriety for them, and in the ad, it positions Chevy as the hero. It says something like, Chevy, winner of the JD Power & Associates Award, or something like that. It's about them and what they've accomplished. To change this into making it more about the customer, they could instead say something to the effect of, we care so much about your family's safety that we asked you for feedback. And because of your input, we were able to do X. Therefore, JD Associates gave us this award. This subtle change in how they talk about winning the JD Award makes Chevy's customers the hero and not Chevy. Another brilliant example is Tom's Shoes. They've done this extremely well. When you purchase a pair of Tom's Shoes, they purchase and send a pair to a child in need. Now, they could have gone the typical route of promoting something like, we fight inequality by donating a percentage of profits to such and such organization. So with every purchase, a certain percentage would go to helping others. But that story, it really makes it more about them and their generosity. Instead, they flipped it. And their promotion says, we give you an amazing way to fight inequality that is simple and easy. And you, the customer, you can be the hero in Tom's story with every purchase. It's genius. While the difference is subtle, it is quite significant. Both versions of each story, yes, they are great stories, and you can't discount that. They are both giving and charitable. However, one approach leaves the customer feeling, well, that's your story, but not mine. The other invites the customer into the story. They are the hero, and it creates an emotional connection between them and the brand. I love it, and I hope it's clear. And now you should see how powerful great storytelling can be and the impact it can have, specifically when rolled into your sales copy, your videos, or your social media posts. Okay, so now it's time to master storytelling. I'm going to lay out for you how to write a compelling story that you can use on any platform and in your format of choice. I'm going to walk you through Donald Miller's seven-step framework that you will use to draft your own stories. And as I mentioned before, I do have a guide for you at the end of the episode that will give you this framework so you don't need to take as many notes right now. I really want you to spend time listening today and you can grab the free framework later. So stay tuned for that link at the end of the episode. Step number one of the storytelling framework, identify what your customer wants. You need to keep it simple and clear so you don't lose your audience. We talked about this before. A confused customer never buys. We do not want the brain to shut down or get distracted. And it's really easy to do so because we're constantly on autopilot. So what you can do is keep your message very clear by identifying the one thing that your customer wants. An example would be weight loss after having a baby or sleep after menopause. 
You want to be laser focused and know what they really want and call it out in your content. Step number two, identify the problem that they want to solve. This is where market research should come in and you should really know your customer avatar well, in and out. We've talked about this before and I'm going to keep hammering on this. You need to know what your customer avatar struggles with. If you haven't yet listened to my episode around defining your niche, episode number one, then after this one, please go back and listen to that because it really is the start of building your brand and understanding who your customer is. And part of that process is knowing what they struggle with and what problems they need and want solved. You can't build a successful business without that understanding. So definitely go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Okay, so in this step, you're going to define your customer's problem and know that how you talk about it is important in the story framework. Because as soon as you stop talking about the problem, the customer is gone. Once the problem is resolved, the story for them, it's over. They've experienced the closure they need, and then they tune out or leave. So making sure you're telling the story in a way that keeps them there until the very end, that is critical. Do not solve the problem too early and before your call to action. Step number three is to position yourself as the guide. And we talked about this before. So you never want to play the hero yourself. Your customer and audience, they are the hero. If you play the hero, what happens is that you risk removing yourself from the customer's story. You can no longer relate to them because you've already achieved what they want. And if you're talking about yourself as having all of this success or this great life, well, you've left them out of the story. And then what happens? They tune out. As the guide, your job is to show them, show them how they can be successful and solve their own problem that you once had. Transfer your strength to the customer. A guided social media post can be positioned like this. I really care about you. I identify with you because I've had those same troubles but I don't have those troubles any longer because I got smart and I can get you out of yours if you trust me. In this post, what you're doing here is you're celebrating the customer, you're being empathetic, but you're also being authoritative and positioning yourself as an expert. So it's okay to position yourself as an expert. In fact, it's important and and really something you should be doing, but You don't want to go so far as to making it about you and turning you into the main character of the story. You want to keep the focus on the customer and their journey and their pain points and their struggles and what they want. And instead, use your role as a guide to empathize and relate to them, but talking about them in the story and not about yourself. Okay? All right. So step number four is about planning. Give your customers a plan. Use a three-step path. It has been proven that three or four steps give the audience clarity. And it also increases engagement because people want a pathway. They want to know exactly what to do to get there. They want the roadmap from A to Z. So if you're a health coach, for example, you could say something like, I can increase your energy with three simple daily activities. If you're a wealth coach, you could say, I can create more retirement savings if you follow my four-step action plan. These break it down into very simple steps. It cuts to the chase. It makes it appear easy to do, and it gives them exactly what they want. So give them a plan, 
Use a three or four step approach or process and you'll simplify it and keep your message clear. Step number five, call them to action. Now, this is a pretty simple step and I'm sure you know exactly what this means, but basically just be direct and clear. Tell your customers what to do. People need and want to be told exactly what to do. So let's say you're on your website. You want to make sure you're using a color that stands out for your website buttons. Make sure you use words like buy now or read this article. If you're on social media, tell them after each post what it is you want them to do or where you want them to go. For example, sign up at this link for my freebie or comment below with an emoji if you liked this article. Give them explicit directions and they will follow. If you leave this out and don't give them clear directions or a clear call to action, you risk losing them. You risk them leaving and not taking the action. So make sure that you include a call to action in every piece of content that you publish. Step number six, lay out the stakes for failure. This is a step where you're going to tell them what they're not going to get what they're going to lose out on if they do not act, the consequences on their business or their life or whatever it is if they don't act and do this. Obviously, you don't want to overdo it and turn them off, but it's okay to be frank and bold and make them feel pulled to act. You want to make them see that if they don't act now, that they're losing out in a big way. This could translate into either not getting results that they want or even a crazy good offer that has a time limit. This step is powerful and it should be a part of every story and message because it helps create scarcity in the customer's mind. And it also connects them to you emotionally in terms of what they want badly. If you have a sales page, if you have something you're trying to get a conversion out of, you must lay out the stakes for failure. You must create a sense of scarcity in their mind that if they don't do this, they are missing out big time. The last step, number seven, is similar to step six, but this time you're laying out the stakes for success. Here, you're going to tell them what they will get and how their life or business will improve by taking action now. Share a vision. Vision and future pacing is really impactful. Helping people see where this action can take them is powerful, but be careful not to over-exaggerate here either. It needs to feel attainable to your audience in order for it to sink in and work. But future pacing and establishing a vision for where they can be is important to engage desire and make them act. Also, sharing an offer that appears to be too good to be true and that they can see how much they're getting for it with such little investment, that can go a long way. It makes them feel compelled to take action or they risk losing out on all the bonuses or the goodies that you're offering. Okay, so I hope by now you see the framework that we've laid out for you. And again, this is not my framework. This was created by Donald Miller, so you can check him out. But what you do here is you have seven steps that you can use to craft your own stories. And by doing this, you are connecting to somebody's heart. And once you're able to really connect to them on an emotional level and with their heart, the brain follows suit right after that. So use stories of your own Use stories of others, testimonials, whatever, and lay it out there. And this is really, really helpful to create a connection and bond with your customers, to gain that trust, to gain that respect, and help them to show that you're serving them. Because all the stories, the purpose is to serve, is to serve them through 
emotionally connecting to something that they really want and need in their life right now. And your role is to show them why they need it and how to get it and how they can be successful and use it in their life and why it's worthwhile to pay attention to and to take action. So think about that when you're creating your stories. It's all about serving. It's all about guiding. It's all about helping and connect with them at their heart. Their heart is going to lead to taking action more so than if you try to connect with them on a more logical level. All right, so I'm going to now recap. And as promised, we'll share with you the link to grab the framework that you can download and use as your own to craft your compelling stories. Head on over to theaudiencemethod.com forward slash story and go get it now. All right, so to recap, the seven step storytelling framework is one, Identify what your customer wants. Number two, identify what they want to solve. Number three, position yourself as the guide. Number four, give your customers a three to four step plan. Number five, call them to action. Number six, lay out the stakes for failure. And number seven, lay out the stakes for success. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I am so eager to see how you implement this framework to tell your stories on social media. So if you would please screenshot today's episode and share your takeaways from today on Instagram stories, and then tag me, I would love to hear from you. And also make sure to share this episode with anyone on your team or your friends who can use this framework for their content. Now, before we go, I'm going to share what's happening next week. Marketing is all about relationships, whether to sell products and services or to grow teams. While social media is a great place to establish and build relationships, there are some real downsides to relying on social. And so I'm going to discuss this and more next week. I'll also share my go-to for relationship building and it's email marketing. And we're going to talk about why and how you should have an email marketing plan as part of your own strategy. So tune in next week for that. And if you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, then do so now. So it's automatically downloaded for you and you don't miss it or any bonus episodes like last week's. All right. So now go head on over for today's freebie and we are done. As always, it was a real pleasure. I hope you learned a lot from today and got a lot out of it. I know that I did. So see you next week, my friend. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Bye.